Hello and welcome to episode 127 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Now, I originally started working on a completely different topic for today's episode, but I was having trouble deciding exactly what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it, and where it was going. I got frustrated, so I started tossing around a few other ideas in my head, including just not doing anything this week. But I still couldn't quite decide on any of those options. And this whole process reminded me of a YouTube short I recently watched on why we overthink decisions. So that is what we're going to talk about today. If you've ever gotten stuck in a decision loop, you're going to want to stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. In one of the earlier episodes of the podcast, I did an episode on emotions. Now, I think many of us believe that emotions, or at least showing certain emotions at work, isn't professional. Most of us aren't great at processing or dealing with our emotions or the emotions of others. And in fact, some of you are probably thinking, Anne, what is going on? I thought we were going to talk about why we overthink decisions. Why are you talking about emotions? I did not sign up for this. Yes, we are going to get to that. But give me a few minutes to give you some context, and you'll see how this all goes together. The video short I watched was from Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she has a business called Therapy in a Nutshell. She has a robust social media presence and has quite a few online courses on topics related to mental health and, yes, emotions. I realized several years ago that I needed to be better at this emotion business, so her videos have really resonated with me, so much so that I even purchased her course, How to Process Your Emotions. In her video, she explained why we have trouble deciding, quote, it's not because the decision is actually that difficult or hard to make. It's because you're unsure of how to regulate the emotions around that decision. End quote. What? That can't be right. I mean, we make decisions based on rational thinking and actual information, right? Well, Emma goes on to explain that when we keep going around in circles about what to do, it's really our way of protecting ourselves from feeling a certain way, like feeling disappointed or regret. Now, when I heard that, at first I was annoyed because here's yet another way my emotions are causing me trouble. But at the same time, I could see she was right. As I thought back through decisions that I had a hard time making in the past, I could definitely see why I had trouble through this new lens. So what about the trouble I was having deciding what to talk about? 
How does that factor in? Well, I didn't feel confident about my original topic idea, and I knew I didn't have time to dig deeper to really flesh it out. And when I checked in with my feelings, turns out I was feeling inadequate and overwhelmed. Between that and the other topics I batted around, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to create something that you would find valuable or be well done. And that reinforced my feelings of inadequacy and insecurity. And I was a little disappointed with myself for not working on this earlier in the week. Now, I just used a lot of emotion words there, but full disclosure, I totally use a feelings wheel to identify how I'm feeling because I'm just not that great at it. Brene Brown and her team surveyed about 7,000 people, and on average, most folks could only identify three emotions as they were feeling them. Can you guess what they are? That's right. Happiness, anger, and sadness. Now, if that's you, Brene has also developed a comprehensive list of feelings that you can use to help improve your emotional vocabulary. And I mention this because I want you to know that it is okay if you haven't mastered your emotions. In fact, most of us have not. But there are tools like the feelings or emotion wheel or Brene's list that can help you start this process. I actually bought a bunch of feeling wheel stickers that I put around where I can see them and I've saved the graphic on my phone so I have easy access. And why is starting this process important? Especially given that most of us think feelings are messy and are better kept at a distance, especially at work. It's because you can't actually separate your emotions from your daily life. They're going to show up and get in your way if you try to just ignore them. And that's what this whole episode is about. I felt inadequate and disappointed in myself. I didn't want you to be disappointed in me by producing something that wasn't valuable. So I couldn't decide what to say. In fact, I thought maybe it would be better to say nothing at all to avoid the potential feeling fallout. The thing that got me out of feeling stuck was acknowledging my feelings and leaning into them. Once I realized what was happening and I named those feelings, I was able to move past the block and produce the lovely topic that we're talking about now. So back to the video. Emma says that the crucial skill you need is not related to better weighing the pros and cons list or a better or setting up a better system for analysis. It's developing your stress tolerance, quote, which is the ability to tolerate uncomfortable emotions, end quote. And again, naming the emotions associated with the decision you are trying to make is one way to do that. But you can also do this by becoming more comfortable with your emotions in general. Emma wraps up the video by explaining that being able to tolerate those uncomfortable emotions is part of living a rich and fulfilling life. That, of course, is very annoying to those of us who have been taught that the best thing to do with emotions is shove them down and ignore them. But Brene Brown echoes the sentiment. She says, quote, we cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions, end quote. In other words, when you put off making decisions to avoid those negative feelings, you're also preventing yourself 
from living life fully. And even if you give zero bleeps about your emotions and just want to focus on doing your job well, your discomfort around your emotions is getting in the way of doing just that. Now, let's take this a little bit further and discuss how your talents might be impacting this as well. I've done a lot of episodes on talents, so I encourage you to listen to those if you haven't already, but folks often think of their talents in terms of output. You look at what you've done and think, yes, this is a very strategic plan. My strategic sure did good work. Or maybe you had a bunch of students who needed to schedule tests for their accommodations. So when you're done sorting all that out, you say to yourself, good job, arranger. You nailed it. Now, that's certainly true. Our talents do show up in our behaviors, and we can see them in the finished product. However, your talents go way deeper than this. They are part of your identity, so they impact your values, beliefs, abilities, and skills. Each of your talents has certain needs and desires, and if they don't get them, there can be problems. That means your talents are all up in your feelings, too. I used strategic as an example earlier because it's my number five. When I see decisions being made that are not strategic, my emotions can range from disappointment to horrified. I also have communication in my top 10. So if I'm not getting the information that I need, if I feel like someone's not communicating with me, I can feel frustrated, withdrawn, disrespected, etc. Now, conversely, when I'm working with someone who is doing things a strategic way, I feel fulfilled, happy, excited, things like that. So try thinking this through with one of your talents. Think about how you feel when that talent gets what it needs. And that can either be from you or from the folks around you. Even if you're one of the folks who can only identify those three emotions, happy, sad, or angry, Don't you feel more towards the happy side of things when your talents are getting what they need? Now think about how you feel when that talent doesn't get what it needs. And a shortcut would be to ask yourself, when someone is doing the opposite of one of my talents, how does that make me feel? And again, even if you're limited to those three basic emotions, when you think about this, don't you feel pulled more towards the angry or even sad part of the equation? And I mention this because all these things can help you identify what is keeping you from making a decision. When you feel stuck, you can ask yourself, what feelings am I avoiding by not deciding? But if that feels too broad, you can ask yourself, how might my talents be getting triggered in this situation? And how does that make me feel? Either way, you're identifying what's actually getting in the way of making the decision. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean just naming how you feel will make the decision easy for you, but it does get you out of the thought loop that isn't helping you decide. Again, just going back and forth through the data and analyzing it in new ways isn't going to get you the answer. In fact, it's just going to waste your time and possibly the time and energy of the folks around you. But what identifying those emotions will do is allow you to refocus on working through the actual problem. Maybe that means talking things out with someone to get a different perspective on how options A or B might play out 
which will then decrease some of those uncomfortable emotions. Maybe it means using a CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy log, to break down a story or belief you have that's driving those uncomfortable emotions. And again, I've talked about using a CBT log in other episodes, particularly those around stories. Now, for me, I couldn't decide what to focus on for this podcast. My feelings of inadequacy and worrying about disappointing you were getting in my way. But when I took the time to identify those feelings, their impact lessened. And that gave me the bandwidth to remember the video that I'd seen that addresses that very phenomena. Thus, I could pivot and create something I felt proud of and would be of value to you. Boom, decision made. So when you're feeling stuck on a decision, take a step back and remember it's not actually about the decision. It's about how you feel about the options or how you feel about possible repercussions from making that decision. Your brain isn't really focused on trying to make the best decision possible. You're actually trying to avoid feeling discomfort. When you acknowledge this and address the elephant in the room, or I guess the elephant in your brain, you can fix the actual problem. You can certainly just do this in the moment when it's happening, but as with all skills, you're going to become better at this more quickly if you start actively working on better processing your emotions. Yes, it may make you feel uncomfortable, but as both Brene and Emma so wisely point out, doing so will allow you to have a more joyous, and a richer life. We have shifted to summer mode at Strengths University. The Summer Institute is in full swing, so now we're focusing on helping teams get the training and motivation they need for the upcoming academic year. If you're looking for ways to upgrade your team and your training, we can help. We can guide you in integrating more Clifton Strengths into your training, or we can do that training for you. We're already scheduling live and virtual workshops for folks in June, July, and August. So contact us ASAP at anne, at strengthsuniversity.org to make sure you get on our calendar. And until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.